In our living room at home, my mum and dad used to have one of those peculiar little statues of the three wise monkeys that embodied the proverbial principle of see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Well, while there wasn't a lot they could do about the see no evil part, they went to great lengths to teach me to never think or speak badly of others. If they ever heard me talking someone down, they would have me go and look at myself in the mirror for five minutes, the idea being that I should see how such behaviour reflected badly on me. The importance of the leadership lessons we absorb from our parents and pass along to our children and those with whom we work cannot be understated. I've always viewed the maturation of companies as being very much like that of young people. When they were toddlers, they tend to get away with all kinds of stuff on the basis that they're just finding their feet. If companies survive this stage, many do not. Like teenagers, they then start to get a little bit cocky. After that, there comes a more mature stage. But this period is filled with very different kinds of risks, with complacency possibly being the biggest. And once a company reaches the midlife crisis stage, it easily gets lazy, overweight, and can spend more time looking in the rearview mirror than forging new ways forward. From a leadership perspective, shepherding a company through each of these various stages of growth is not that different to bringing up a child. I was reminded of this fact when I recently overheard a friend of mine who has three incredibly rambunctious young sons playfully threaten his youngest, 11-year-old Charlie, that if the going ever got tough, on the basis of last in, first out, he'd be the first one to be let go. I laughed out loud, but it was the boy's immediate response that really struck home with me. With a big impish smile, he looked his father straight in the eye and retorted, But Dad, why would you do that? If you think about it, I am much cheaper to keep because I don't eat nearly as much as my older brothers do. The inescapable fact is that learning and leadership are two-way streets, and even the oldest and wisest block can pick up a lot from the most junior of chips. Sadly, my father and best friend, Ted, passed away in early 2010, at the grand old age of 93. He certainly left his mark on me, and but for his wisdom and restraint, on more than one occasion, those marks could quite deservedly have made sitting down a very painful process. Having given my mum the chance to chime in earlier, I was also going to let her have the last word, something she always enjoys. I've never forgotten the sage advice my mother gave me after a school cricket match. I love cricket and was generally pretty good at it, but this had been a game in which I had an uncharacteristically timed outing with the bat, and before I contributed a single run, I was clean bowled without as much as a wave of the English swallow. Driving home afterwards, Mum surprised me with her cricketing wisdom when she said, Ricky, as I'm sure you'll agree, that wasn't really one of your better performances out there this afternoon. In the future, just remember one thing. You're guaranteed to miss every shot you don't take. It was years later before I realised she had probably been talking about a lot more than just cricket. L-I-S-T-E-N Listen. One thing I do remember from an English class at school was when a teacher pointed out that if you want to play anagrams with these letters, they also form the word silent, S-I-L-E-N-T. As an ardent Scrabble fan, I recall precociously pointing out 
that the letters could also spell enlist. This led to a class discussion, which has clearly stuck with me. If more of us could enlist the art of remaining silent in order to listen, we would in one fell swoop improve our ability to learn. Within a year or so of that English class, I had left Stowe in order to launch student and soon found myself putting that teacher's words into practice. I remember interviewing Jean Le Carré, whose 1963 breakthrough novel, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, was an instant bestseller. I was as nervous as a kitten as I frantically scribbled down notes on his responses to my carefully prepared list of questions. That was when I took up what was to become a lifetime habit. I began capturing my thoughts, observations, and just about any...